Hello, Alejandro. Yeah, hey. Okay, Chastity will be in the in the recording soon. I'm just gonna step outside because there are people um, talking in here, so I don't want it to be in the recording. Oh my! I didn't realize it was uh, it was like 32 degrees Celsius out here. Oh damn! That's, this was a mistake. <laughs> this was a this was a big mistake. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's uh, was it? It's eighty nine. No, no, no. What is it? Yeah, it's eighty nine degrees right now. Yeah. Well, that's all right. She in yet? No, she's not in yet. Cool. She said she. Huh? What is Suga sect, by the way? Suga. Oh, Suga is the American hemlock, and sect is, you know, a group. Right. So it's like um, if you take a little bit, it could be medicinal. It could help you get over um, disease by vomiting it up. If you take too much, you die, like our fair friend Socrates. Okay. Okay. So it's like the, it's like the pill that can free you. Or kill you. Yeah, and that's knowledge. Is it? But I would rather die free than die a slave. So you're a red bull. Yeah, but if 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 I learn right, right, if I learn about freedom as a slave, I have the desire, right? I know there's something wrong. Once I learn what that thing that is wrong is, I want it. So I attempt my best, and then I I'm killed. Mm. It sounds like you've been reading a bit, or, a bit too much uh, dystopian YA novels. Hey, man. hello. I, I really have. Hey. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> that was a loud hello. <laughs> Alejandro, man, you okay. left me hanging. I'm so sorry. It was a, it was like a, a scheduling thing, and I got confused. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I heard it was really good, though. Oscar's telling me that like it was a really great conversation. Oh well, I'm glad he thought so. I thought I was. I sounded really tongue-tied because I was nervous. Oh what? That's that you. I remember our discussions about politics and stuff. You have nothing to be nervous about. Oh, thanks. Thanks. On on the description for that podcast, which is episode 23, by the way, Mm -hmm. I put elocutionist and uh, geographer. (laughs) Geographer, interesting. Did I? Did I? I think I did. I, I definitely put elocutionist first. That's funny. As long as you didn't put electrician, I think that's the important part. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Indeed. Okay, cool. I'm going to, we don't have to directly shift to the topic. We can continue talking about whatever. Um, Logan and Kyle told me they prefer whenever it like starts off and then it sounds like we're talking about like some random thing and then we slowly slide into it. Like someone just walked, you know, 
you know, it's like uh, I think this itself the, would be a great segue, right? Like you talking yeah. about talking into something, and then me making a word for the audience to be like really weirded out by, <laughs> and then the editors being like these fucking assholes, right? I don't know if I can use that word, but they're probably gonna be thinking of that, right? So, yeah, for certain, for certain. <laughs> well, everyone, um, we're leaving in everything before this. Um, welcome to In Defense of Humanity. We've been on um for about three minutes you're probably wondering what's happening if you stop listening well then you can't hear this but i am now introducing uh my name is ostries oz miller i am one of the hosts one of many hosts the permanent host of in defense of humanity i'm joined by several hosts throughout i don't know why i'm explaining the show and this is like episode 24 if if i don't know what the show is by now i should stop you should uh, just keep on asking questions right That's <laughs> absolutely uh, today, not inside of Sugasex recording closet because we definitely don't have a studio. We are joined by Chastity Duffy once again and Alejandro Lemus Gomez. And uh, you guys, please introduce yourselves. Uh, Alejandro, you go first. Chastity, you go second. Sure. Um, so let me say I'm really happy to be here. Um, I love uh, In Defense of Humanity, and I'm really excited to be talking to you, Astrid, and to Chastity. Um, because it's been a while since we've all like chatted about cool stuff uh, since undergrad, but mm-hmm. um, I'm currently a Davies Jackson scholar here in the uh, University of Cambridge. Uh, I'm studying mm-hmm. uh, modern medieval languages with a focus in Spanish, but my proper research is in um, immigration and the identities of immigrants, um, and also like studying nationalism um, and kind of using literary analysis as a means of understanding both of those phenomena. Uh, and also like religion and philosophy gets mixed into there but yeah I'm just happy to be here excellent um, hi I'm Chastity and uh, thanks for having me on Esteries today is actually my first time ever being on a podcast but um, Welcome. I was a public policy major at Young Harris and that's um, that's me excellent I think um, in truth, Chastity, you're probably one of the only people to tell your undergrad um, so loudly on the <laughs> podcast. Most people who come from um, Young Harris College just say, yeah, I studied, and they continue. They don't say at which <laughs> school or which university. Great. Uh, yeah, you're the, you're the only person who is, well, that's not true, but you are the first person who is loudly and so courageously proclaimed your undergraduate university. I love me some young Harris. Well, well you, yeah, no, nobody's going to know what it is or what. So we're going to pretend that it never happened. And I might edit over. Oh, the come on. And put in, put in heart. <laughs> okay, cool. So what are we discussing today, guys? Normally the host would um, tell us what we're discussing, but I'm lazy. Um, If I'm not mistaken, we're talking about um, whether Florida is a southern state, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our starting point. Um, As the the young people who are in a philosophy class who don't read, say, Mm -hmm. backflipping, doing acrobatics, you know, somersaulting off that point. Um, (laughs) That's very talented. (laughs) We're going to... uh, talk about many things 
you know, I'm, I'm here as a guide, a nature guide through this spiritual journey, not on peyote, um, not on um, Hiawatha, because, you know, I don't steal other people's cultures. <laughs> However, mm. we will be drinking of the suga tea. <laughs> sure. Um, and we will be walking down this path together, though I'll be slightly behind you. Because on this path, it's quite dangerous. And if a mountain lion comes out, I'm sprinting in the opposite direction. So let's get it started. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I think it's interesting you mentioned, like, the stealing of cultures. We can, to, to somersault of what you said, we can use that as a somersaulting point, right? Um, I get, mm-hmm. so, like, Florida, for me in particular, is a really weird place. Um, because, mm-hmm. so... A lot of my, obviously, like, having lived there since I was, like, like a, like a baby, right, being born there and then leaving at 16 to Georgia, mm-hmm. like, my memories of Florida, particularly Miami, which is where I was born, for those who don't remember, right, um, a lot of, like, my cultural references in Georgia often overlap a lot with my, so, like, for me, like, like, that, that's part of why, like, these two states culturally overlap in a lot of ways, even though they're very distinct. And I think, mm-hmm. just more broadly speaking, the way in which a lot of Americans think of Florida is very different from the traditional Southern mindset, right? Like we think of Florida, Florida man, the swamps, Disney World, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Miami itself is its own kind of like hub, which is already expanding to like Orlando, right? Of like, Latin American yes. immigrants, Caribbean immigrants. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. its own kind of like cultural idiosyncrasy. Um, so, and I think too, like Florida, like historically was like, obviously like before it was even called Florida was originally like mainly indigenous peoples living there and then yep. colonized yep. by Spaniards. And then we like, a bit, like after a long history, like then like claimed as part of the United States. So it's mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. like its foundations, so to speak, are really complex. But my the reason I mentioned like like in time to like taking of culture, right? It's like who who has ownership over the ways in which we think about states, right? Because it's not it's yeah. never necessarily the people that are from that state. Because even though even like say like people that have made movies of Miami or like other parts of Florida. Like, it always has to be, like, tailored to specific visions of it, right? So I think mm-hmm. of, like, old, like, well, not old folks, but, like, films that try to, like, portray Miami, like, back in the 20s. It's always, like, the the suave, like, mm-hmm. Cuban selling tobacco and rum. Not trying to flex mm-hmm. right now, right? But, like, you know, <laughs> and then, like, later on the 80s, it's always the, like, neon lights, cocaine. And then now, like, we're starting to see... Um, I don't know, like a, a more robust, at least I'd like to think so, a more robust notion of what Miami and Florida in general can be because there's more Floridians like that are leaving Florida and, and moving, like mi- migrating in a kind of way to different parts of the States. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and like, and this is like another question I want to pop up. And then like, I don't really know that I have the answers. Um, it's mm-hmm. more just, I'm just really like curious to know y'all's thoughts, but like, it's really interesting how we're in the discourse of what it means to be Southern, right? Because it's such a, it's a complex history. And I feel like a lot of 
American cultural references are really tied into like yeah. white supremacy and mm-hmm. like America's history of like slavery and racism and current like mm-hmm. um and like demonization of other identities that even like reside in the states so like i worry about like what it means to like hold on to a southern identity because mm-hmm. for one instance like how do we then like parse out that identity be more complex to take into account non-white southern identities whether or not that southern mm-hmm. identity itself allows the north and other parts of the states to get away with a lot of racist stuff right like i think about like the north a lot in particular because like even though it's the veneer of being more progressive, there's plenty of people that play into mm-hmm. like um, the same issues that you find here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I think even beyond that, like it's it also serves to fuel a kind of like resentment almost of uh, urban, uh, like Western or like Northern areas of the states that have developed differently from like the South as we know it, right? So it's it's just, it's really complex. And I and I wonder like if if focusing on this will allow us to like progress um, in terms of how we make sense of our own identities as contemporary Americans. I don't know. I, I genuinely like, it's something that I want to make sense of. So I'm curious to know like, I, know, I, I just kind of like, I that was, that was more of like a, like a backflip 360 into a pool instead of a somersault but i'm curious to know like y'all's general thoughts on like this whole like situation mm. wait can you ask the question your your question one more time yeah sorry that, that yeah I don't, I, um so like i'm wondering if if we even okay so like it is sort of something right is the main question mm-hmm. i'm wondering like do we even need to hold on to southernness or do we need to complicate it a mm-hmm. bit more? Because mm-hmm. even like within states, right? Like we talk about, like when we're here in Georgia, you make jokes about Florida and Alabama. If you're in North Carolina, you make fun of Floridians and Georgia and South Carolina, right? So like even within the South, the, and even within like a state within counties, there's so many differences. I'm wondering if we need to like... Uh, to complicate and problematize the South as a concept more to have a lot more new ones in the way when you think about it instead of trying to fit more things into that. Hmm. Mm. That's a good question. Mm. That's complex. Yeah, I I don't know what to I don't know what to do. Like it's like it's like if someone hands you like a uh, a baked potato that's like fresh out the oven, you're just like I don't know what's happening, but my hands are burning. That's kind of how I feel thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I don't. I don't have an answer to that. Yeah. Asterisk. Um. <laughs> no, I don't think I have one. I'm sorry. No, that's the thing, right? And, and I think part of the issue is that, like, there's. I like to think that, like based on my experiences mm-hmm. living in Georgia and also consuming media, there is a new movement of, you know, like uh, non-white identities coming up in American literature, movies, television, in which like 
stories are able to be told in a perspective that is able to like move beyond what we think of as American, what we think of as Southern, right? Um, and it's these kinds of things that like make me realize that like even simple notions of like what grit can look like, right, varies widely mm-hmm. in different places. Um, and at the same time, it's like I and like I think for me like it's it's worrisome in particular because like say like with American in general, right, to like bounce from like the South to like America as a whole. Mm-hmm. When we talk about America, whose America is it, right? Like I think of like when it comes to literature, like when you meet uh, an author, right, and he's like a white man, he's gonna like call himself a writer, right? Whereas, like, when you meet me, like, or, like, see my Twitter, right, like, I, I give and designate myself as, like, a landmark writer. And even that, like, is, is worrisome itself, because, like, what kind of a thing is right? So there's, there's more complexities than just, like, being able to label something. So when you talk about, like, who's America, who's South, we start to realize that there's more than just one notion of that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you can make the argument, right, that like Florida falls into a particular kind of southernness. But I wonder, like, if we should like hold on to that because like those identities cause more problems than not. Like, I think in some cases, at least, right? Because like the the history of like white supremacy in the South as a result of like the, this kind of notion of like heritage, not hate, right? Where it's like it's a heritage mm. based on, hate. yeah, um, and it's intrinsic, yeah, right, and it's intrinsically tied to like people's definition of what it means to be Southern. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder, like, uh, and the same thing can be said about being American, right? Where it's, like, it's easy as, like, a reference part. It's like, oh, where are you from? Like, international. Or it's like, oh, I'm from America, right? Okay. But, like, I wonder if it's... Uh-huh? Nope, nobody said anything. Oh, no, no, yeah, because it's, like, it, it makes me wonder, like, should we allow ourselves to be conduits of this kind of history? Like, if we should continue mm. to, like... Allow and like I wonder if it like prevents us from finding new ways to express ourselves. Um, like instead of just a Southern person, like I'm a Georgian, yeah. Right? And, like I'm Town yeah. County as opposed to Raven County, as opposed to Gilmer. Um, mm-hmm. I no, I I and I, that's I think why Florida is such an interesting case because it's like geographically it's the South, but mm-hmm. the cultural references of different parts of it are much more nuanced than that. Like Homestead, how do you make sense of Homestead, which is like the most, one of the most southern parts of Florida, and it's a lot more close culturally to North Florida, whereas Miami itself was like originally like, you know, like uh, white Floridians that then got displaced mm-hmm. because of like the, not not even like, it may, it's easy to say that it was because of immigrants, but it wasn't, it was because like people from other geographic regions that like had a lot more money came into the mm-hmm. and bought out all the like uh, property and like all of the taxes and like price of any just skyrocketed. Um, it's just, it's, it's really worrisome. And it makes, that's what part of the reason why I asked this question to this, like, I'm yeah. worried that it'll prevent it. Like not just like expression, but just like financially, right? Like does, does the burden of being American or a particular kind of American, Cause, yeah. causes problems financially because it's like then you come mm-hmm. to like legislation like rick scott who mm-hmm. is like skeletor right mm-hmm. like he doesn't represent me he doesn't represent my interests at all yet he's still yes. like or he was like a woman like governor of florida 
Um, mm-hmm. So it's, and I, and I want, like, and this is, again, like, because I, I firmly believe that, like, the cultures that we buy into, not buy into, but, like, are born into and continue to um, engage in do change the kind of ways in which we exist financially and, like, concretely, materially, I guess, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, no. I wonder if... Like, yeah, yeah, I, I... Yeah, sorry, I'm, like, I'm just going on and on, but... No, no, I, I agree with you that that being locked into these labels, right? I had this conversation about um, nationalism with um, a, a friend, Sam Flagg, who is, um, you know, he, he, he leans a little bit right. Um, he says he leans a little bit. He says he leans a, a lot a bit right. Um, but after having conversations with him, whether he leans right or left, I know that he is not uh, like... Um, you know, a Fox News anchor. I know this. Um, so in discussions with him, he's telling me about these things. I was like, yeah, you, you say you agree with these sides, right? These policies, and I believe you. However, it becomes very different whenever you're directly there. It's easy enough to make laws without um, being in a place, but whenever you're within it, you have no choice. It's the original position um, mentioned by John Rawls. That if you take yourself into a, a space, a mental space, where you don't know who, what, when, where, why you are, then you'll make like, and this is for the purpose of policy making. since you mentioned the governor of Florida, um, you don't know who uh, you are, basically. You could be homeless, you could be an illegal immigrant, you could be a woman who's pregnant, um, who wants an abortion. You just know that you're a being in this in this space, the original position. So you make policies according to what would likely be the best outcome for everyone surrounding it. And though this doesn't make sense, I think we have to think of the South the same way. We hold on to this tie to the South, and then we we say, "Oh yeah, I'm Southern." Ah, oh, the eighteen sixty five. We're gonna forget about that part. It didn't happen. Or we, we use it as a rallying call, and then we fly a flag that never flew in Georgia, a Tennessee battle flag that is quite literally not the Confederate flag. It is a rebel flag from a battalion who was only constructed to capture slaves during the Civil War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whenever I see this in Florida, I'm like, hey, you can have this out. You can, you can have it. Take it from me. And you can find it even like in northern states, too. Which, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just shows how it's like tied to something completely different from what we're told. Hate. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen it. Um, was it uh, one of the friends, friends of the podcast, uh, Sam Fam? He he actually sent um, a picture. I think it was from Connecticut of a of a um, a rebel flag in the window and i've had numerous conversations with people from florida who drive big trucks i'm like hey does florida not have um, laws against emissions they're like it don't matter uh you know somehow they have an accent that sounds like they're from central georgia which i i don't know how to how to uh, rationalize but you know um it's 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 very interesting to think right of florida as a southern state a state that's like we talked about in the last podcast, um, a state that's geographically in the South and in many ways culturally Southern, right? We talked about the border towns and small towns like Opelika. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it sounded like I said an I in the in the locker because I can't do the, the accent. But yeah, um, yeah, for Wait, sure. But then, town you referring to? Uh, he's talking about a town that he has a package in right now. <laughs> it's called yeah. like it's called like oh, Ocala I think it's the Ocala, and I was like, well, you know, they have like all these like Oklahoma. Um, like Florida has all these weird, you know, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indigenous, so like, the names is like uh, from like indigenous uh, languages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, see, if it was Seminole, right, which it most likely is Seminole, I could pronounce it fine. But then you have names like uh, Tallahassee, which is not at all how Seminole would pronounce it. Um, you know, or like, uh, you know, you, you know, it's like there's a name and it's indigenous. But yeah. then someone else uh, chooses not to pronounce it, like um, yeah. Corpus Christi, I would say. But that's Latin. Um, yeah, can we talk about like like the names of cities for a second? Like, isn't it just, like, <laughs> the biggest slap in the face that like not only does like not only do like Anglo peoples come and colonize the entirety of this continent? Yeah, but then they have like the like the the I don't even know like. What's that word? Ah, uh, it's something that like Lovato? no, it's worse than that. Like it's like, um, like how could they just like have the audacity? That's it. Because I was thinking like, what audacity. is it? Yeah. Men are audacious sometimes. But that aside, of uh, like, how could like they have like the audacity to like name it after like words that they learn from the people that indigenized them, but or that they yeah. have, right? It's like it shows how like even the idea of like ownership, right? Where it's like even America, like as an idea mm-hmm. is itself is mm-hmm. well, it's like rounded in like principles of freedom. It's like freedom <laughs> for specific groups of people that want you to believe that it's possible because like they benefit mm-hmm. from it, right? In earlier times, it was uh, like puritanical colonizers. Now it's like people that like benefit from like large corporations like Steph Bezos and other people. But, like ben- I know it's not like conspiracy theorists right now, but like, I I think it's a it's a very real one, right? Where it's like they benefit from mm-hmm. the narratives of being Southern, being American, because they don't want us to realize that like the very foundation of the of like the American project is based on bloodshed, yeah. is based on like subjugation and colonization. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think specifically of like um, you know, I think specifically of like Sioux. Uh, the the um, Sioux City mm-hmm. in the Dakotas, you know, most of those names, even calling the Lakota, Nakota, Dakota um, people the Sioux is inherently offensive at all times because uh, the the term Sioux is like is like a French spelling of 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 Nadewesu, right? It's an Ojibwe word, and the Ojibwe are uh, like North Algonquin people who were enemies of the Sioux during the time of colonization. So it that means is little snakes. Yeah. So they basically the Ojibwe, who are some of the like curier de bois, like some of the runners for the French, were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the and the English. So they were like, yeah, yeah, these guys are called Sioux. So um the the Americans, the French started calling them, or not the English and the French started calling them Sioux, which is inherently racist because it means little snakes, like betrayers. And now it's become mainstream that people call people, indigenous peoples who speak a a Dakota, a Nakota, Lakota language, uh, the Sioux, which which is like basically 
if a people call themselves black and then you choose to walk up to them and call them Negro. Damn. Yeah, I had no idea about yeah. any of this. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. So I think about things like that, like cities that are named or like people will be like, yeah, my name is uh sun bear. And then it, it's indigenous. And then somebody will be like, oh, you picked that name? And they're like, yeah, yeah, because, you know, I'm inspired. They go, like, that's not a real name. No, but it's like, it's like runs with foxes. And be like, yeah, nobody has that name. I was like, but you know, it's like, it's like sitting bull. It's like, no, it's completely different. We give names that are, that are relevant to the people, you know, a bull in battle, but sits calmly when need, when need be, not always violent, a sitting bull runs with wolves a guy who's tough enough to run with wolves but respectful enough not to hunt them down yeah it's uh, i've never so i've never seen dances with wolves but now i kind of want to like like if i ever meet someone who like is visibly or like has no proper like certification or like association with like an indigenous like nation like and they mm-hmm. say something like that like just call them kevin Costner. like yeah yeah because like you know it is it is a bit problematic, right? And Chastity and I were um, actually, I think it was it was earlier in this episode, talking about Hiawatha and peyote and people going up. Because, you know, I had the pleasure of living in um, the Southwest for a few months. And uh, th- there were a lot of instances. Whenever I hang out with nice young people, uh, there may have been one or two indigenous people in the group who were not practicing this. So, and then people would be like, yeah, I got some Hiawatha. I'm like, isn't Hiawatha regulated for only tribal use? Like you can't just go and pick Hiawatha out of the ground because you're killing, if you don't do it correctly, you're killing the field. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it's like strong. We're going on a spiritual quest. Um, we had a friend who lives there. I was like, yo, if I have a friend who lives on a marijuana farm, it doesn't mean he can just, just go in and pick it. Like there's somebody in charge and he's not. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it's it's like my friend has a, as a cow farm, so he killed us a, a a steer and brought us the meat. It's like that person's getting in trouble. It's not like it, it goes unnoticed. They're gonna go in and they're gonna count. Something's gonna be off. They're gonna be like, yo, where's the other cow? Or where's the other piece of Hiawatha? And then they're gonna do like, you know. So it's it's like people doing this. Or since we're we're still on the subject of Florida, going back to Florida, you know, na- naming cities. Um, you know, um, like West Western Cree languages or Eastern Cree languages and and Seminole Cherokee is sounds like done in quotes respectfully, but now very few people even have daily thoughts of those people unless they see them, like in their in their various places of living. Mm. Mm. I want to circle back to what you mentioned about like the use of like um, these like um, protected. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's like, it's interesting. That's a good topic of... to bring mm-hmm. up about the um, the naming of the cities and whatnot. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's good. Good, good, good topic. Mm-hmm. Um, Alejandro. Yeah. Uh, Alejandro. Uh-huh. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, oh question. Hey. I wanted to tell him something. Um, about 
when he was going back and mm-hmm. um, kind of what we talked about on the last podcast, but just uh, so he could, you know, and few, very few people on the response that I had with what makes the South the South brought up like the racism. It's like everyone, everyone chooses to look over mm-hmm. it. Only I had like, I don't know how many responses I had, but I had a decent amount of responses and only got like three people that said something about racism or Confederate flags. Mm-hmm. Everything else was like this like positive like thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. So we're at right now, we're at 32 minutes. I'm going to cut it and I'm going to redo the link. Chastity, can you hear anything that that no, I, I, can, I heard him just that moment when he said, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh okay. cool. can you hear him now? Alejandro, say something. I'm trying to say something. No. Can, can you, you hear, hear him? Yes, I can hear everything he says. Okay, this is why she didn't hear the part about the Hiawatha that you mentioned. Okay, um, cool. Because yeah, it sounds like I'm just taking 35 minutes to respond. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reinitiate this. Um, yeah, here. So I'll send you guys the new link so that we're all joining okay. at the same time. Cool. Yeah, because um, Alejandro Chastity lost um, connection earlier, That's so she was supposed to bounce back in, but she bounced directly to my the, uh, me, the host, and it didn't connect you to her um, directly. So I think she's hearing your voice mm-hmm. through my speaker. Fascinating. Okay. That so that we'll in of itself is a tough alone. Send us a link. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Chastity is here. Oh, she shortened her name to Chas. Okay. Yeah. I'm here. Excellent. Um, Alejandro, will you please speak? Yeah, hey. Okay, good. Now I can hear you. Excellent. And we're not editing anything either. So they're just gonna hear everything that happened, all the technical issues, so they can know how hard I worked, or rather how hard I don't work to bring in defense of humanity to the public's ears. Amazing. Excellent. So Alejandro, would you please um, give a brief um, summary of what we were discussing that Chastity couldn't hear? Oh, so um, there was like, you mentioned the anecdote about you, you like acquaintances of yours, like um, harvesting vegetation that is protected from like, uh, specific areas in the southwest mm-hmm. and i i think it's it's an interesting kind of point to bring up in terms of like how america the south kind of understands um specific like kind of like not necessarily like something particular but a kind of like mode of processing that i find kind of common and you kind of see it like in a lot of western thinking in general which is like the tendency to like abstract and almost depoliticize so that's why, like, I wanted to bring up, like, the kind of vegetation thing, because, like, they said, like, they want to go on a spiritual journey, right? Mm-hmm. What do we mean? Like, it's obvious that, like, what they mean by it is a very abstracted, disembodied kind of phenomenon, when the use of this vegetation is very much tied to a specific landscape, a specific yes. culture. Right? Yeah. And it's the same thing when you think about, like, with, like, um, with marijuana, right? Where it's, like, mm-hmm. marijuana is an intrinsically spiritual uh, vegetation to Rastafarians, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, it's rendered into like a kind of like, you know, like simply a, a, a like plant to be used recreationally, 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens with a lot of like, like with like the burning of sage, right? Which has yeah. been like, and I think you could say this about a lot of other things. Like I think about yoga a lot and how like it was like a practice of like um, specific like faiths. And now it's like something you do on a Saturday. So yeah. I mm-hmm. think, so I think this happens a lot with uh, America in general. And like, of course, like I think dreads is another common issue like, that comes mm. up with like white people um, that you it's right without realizing like, this like historical and spiritual connotations of it people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's a tendency in i think um, we can notice it readily in america and in the south right with the way in which they treat other groups of people that are also part of america but aren't seen as like the owners right because i think it's a tendency of this a lot of, like people mm-hmm. particularly like um like uh, it's gonna sound pretty divisive um and i don't think this is like the case all around but you can typically identify how like a lot of white tend to treat their perspective as universal. Like we see this in the classroom a lot, where it's like, it's, there's like the typical idea of like the intellectual white dude with like the beret and the, the turtleneck. It's like, that's, um, I think you're too close to the subject or that's a little too subjective, right? And assuming that his perspective is objective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we see this a lot in the way they treat like certain imaginaries, right? Where it's like in the South, the Native American, it's seen as this kind of ancestor when really like, um, there is no uh, Native American, of course. Mm-hmm. And also, like, it's a false construct to kind of, like, ignore the fact that it, like that these people were, like, colonized by uh, mm-hmm. the people currently treating them like um, kind of romanticized notions of, like, spirituality and, like, peoplehood. Um, and, we, and we see this a lot, too, like, in, like, even, like, just, like, microaggressions. Um, but, no, that's, that's probably because, like, it's a tie back to, like, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And I have, I've noticed um, whenever this happens, usually, like whenever guys they tell me I took mushrooms at a bad trip, I I took I don't know I took, um, what's the one that kids are hitting nutmeg, and I had a bad trip, which firstly is not meant to be used in this way, or I took peyote, I took. Um, Hiawatha, I took, I took any numerous things and had a bad trip. It's like, firstly, peyote Hiawatha are specifically designed to have you guided through the journey in a specific situation, in a specific language, right? They, this is not the first uh, hallucinogen they tested out. They tested out this. They had the perfect um, proportions for each person, and they guide you through the journey, right? As an edit view, I can see the problems in just taking something and going like, I see how they do it on YouTube. Let me hit some. Or, you know. And then we have things tied that don't have a ritual and we see massive abuse of them. Alcohol being one. Um, Alcohol is made by numerous cultures, but one of the largest cultures that made it was the West, bringing it over. And we see rapid abuse in um, colonies of the West because there's no ritual associated with alcohol it's just it was seen as people just taking it taking it um, whenever they pleased whenever they felt something that they didn't want to feel and then using it to numb the pain and eventually it, it causes great uh, turmoil in one's life uh, for sure yeah thanks um, Alejandro interesting 
Oh no, he's gone. No, can you not hear me? Okay, yes. Yeah, I can, I can hear, hear you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, that's that's just my my assumption that without the ritualistic uh, forms of substance use, it becomes substance abuse. As someone who does not and has never uh, partaken in any substance outside of water and uh, the occasional almond milk, I don't know if I have a dog in this fight, so to speak. No, uh, but I think, I think there's there's something, but I think like, what was it? Like, it's interesting you mentioned ritual, right? Because like, I think even in the way in which we're taught, like to put it more broadly, right? We often mm-hmm. associate certain practices and use of certain things to be like uh, abstract, this kind of way where it's like, um, you can do this if you do this a certain way, right? Like the idea of like, say like, um, going to church if you're not uh, of a particular faith, right? Mm-hmm. Or like engaging in a ritual if you're not of that. I think there's a kind of like, there are some problems insofar as that like, where does, I think we can also tie this to like the idea of like, there's a specific kind of embodied experience that is tied to and I think because of the way in which we like have learned and like engage with our experience and like virtually culturally we often forget that where it's mm-hmm. like my so like, I think of right where it's like my experience with um, Cuban right is, can be very different experience with any kind of like Latin American experience that has always been particular. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's always really worrisome when we see how like groups of people just like, I think a lot about how like just like a lot of discourse mm-hmm. I don't know if it's how much it was about like white people use and it's something that like if you aren't from miami or like a kind of like heavy latinx city like could be a shock but like i remember like growing up and hearing a lot of people use it um and like i remember like when i was a kid like i didn't even think about that uh, but like as i got older this is really fucked up and i think kind of shows how specific ways of learning and knowledge tend to just ignore kind of like our physical human reality uh, in that kind of way where it's like a white Latinx person could never understand what it's like to be like African-American or like Afro-Latinx. Yet because of the thought, right, where it's like, even just like the idea of like being a person of color and how like, oh no, we all experience right? The same thing with like identity. Okay, back to Southern Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Alejandro. Yeah. Yes. Are you um, are you using headphones? No. Why? Okay. You you're fading out a bit. Chastity, are you still oh. with us as well? Yeah. Okay. Chastity, did you hear him fading? Yeah. Away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't really hear him. Mm. Okay. Um, hold on, let me see if I can. This technology doesn't want us to be great. Hey, yeah. 
it's it's our new god so to speak technology we've moved away from the old gods and we've moved towards technology but i don't trust it nonetheless no i'm kidding i'm not a luddite i'm not i'm not gonna go live in a commune not yet excellent so chastity what are your thoughts on on what specifically um, on because what? I couldn't really hear him at all. Okay, okay, okay. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like, I since like the the part was fading out, I'm just gonna like condense it real quick. But like, I think there's something to be said about the knowledges that go f- like that are tied to our embodied experiences and how Mm -hmm. the way in which we've been taught to think in America as a result of like the tradition of Western thinking that tends to like abstract, Mm -hmm. make things non-personal leads us to that kind of way of ignoring that kind of bodied knowledge. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that is an accurate summation of the majority of experiences in America, um, the, uh, the style of learning, of teaching in this fair nation, uh, my sweet America, my sweet United States of America, we don't control America as a whole. So we, we probably should be called Unitedians. I, I don't know. Um, however, yes, I, I, I agree with that statement. Somewhat. Yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm curious, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, of course we fall into this, but obviously we're, we're here in Suga, which is like a, a joke, um, you know, Suga sect. It's the American hemlock, which you hear hemlock, you think of the plant that killed um, Socrates. However, Suga did not kill Socrates. Suga's a non-poisonous plant that looks similar that grows in um, the Americas or North America. And it's like, it looks like it's going to kill you, but it's not. Just like America looks like in an education system, you're going to learn something and you find out that you didn't learn enough, right? You learn about the, the Civil War, yet because you went to school in a specific place in the South, your book may have been written by the Daughters of Liberty, which left out some key parts that made you sympathize with the Confederate States and you think it's about states' rights. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, on face value, double speak, Right. That, that we get yeah. from double think George Orwell. They say one thing, you know, like, um, what is it? What is it? I say, I am a student of philosophy and I intend to get a doctorate. Meaning I've never been to college and I, I, I watch videos, the school of life. And one day I might uh, call myself doctor. You know, yeah. it's, it's double speak. Technically I'm not lying, right? But because I'm doubly speaking, because I'm speaking one way, I know that I'm misleading another person. You know, um, mobsters saying they're in sanitation, meaning they clean up bodies, but you think, oh, he, he runs like a uh, waste management company. You know, um, you know I, I, I cook up things in my kitchen. Oh, cool, he's a chef. No, he's cooking uh, meth, you know. It's like this double speak that we do to ourselves, these mental acrobatics in the South, I feel, 
allow us to live in the space which you which you described so well. Hmm. Yeah. But I could be reaching, you know. I am once again unqualified in most fields, and I'm just here as a guide. I'm just providing thought points. So you're, so you're leading us without guidance. You're you're misguiding us. Hey, I might be doubly speaking. Damn. Mm. These topics are interesting. I thought I can't even keep up. Oh yeah, I I'm I I'm I'm a bit lost. <laughs> no, I think I think I followed you right. Where it's like the kind of ways in which like the things you do, um, the like the what you do depends on like who you are and your qualifications, but also vice versa. Like what you do defines you in a kind of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so to to mention like states, the South, just to tie it in, you know, to the title of the podcast, because this is this is people, some audience members might be confused, but this isn't because it's inherently complex of a topic. It's because um, we are talking in three different uh, ways, and one of us, me, the guide, is like a trickster spirit on this journey. And uh, I am not intentionally, but it's happening nonetheless, using language that is too convoluted to follow, which does not make me um, intelligent, right? It makes me unable to use concise language in the situation. And I'm doing this as a way to bring us back to what we're speaking of, and that is... Florida. <laughs> Florida man. Right. Yeah, Florida man. Hmm. Yeah. And even that way of explaining it was very convoluted. And I, I want yeah. people to listen and to, to, to lean in and go like, I don't know what he's saying. I don't know what he's saying. And then boom, chastity comes at us with a point. <laughs> Alejandro comes at you with a point. Okay. Okay. Um, we can talk about Florida, man. Sure. Um, <laughs> being Florida, phenomenon, it's like, is rather interesting, right? Because it's like, um, it's it's interesting how like memes themselves have influenced the way in which you like now are like processing culture imaginary. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and I think it kind of shows how like um, we've accepted the kind of material consumeristic kind of nature that is the space of the culture um like even the ways that like it's mediated it's always through a product right so in this case it's like the internet which like i i, I think i should have to say just call it a product but like i don't know like for so like i'm just gonna be real real without that right um when i think of america okay mm-hmm. I, I and i think florida embodies this because it's a strange space i'm gonna use florida when i think of florida Aside from Miami, which is its own kind of thing, right? When I think of Disney in particular, and Disney itself is this, you know, Disneyland or Disney World. I can't remember which one is in there, but it's like this material kingdom, right? Based on fictional fantasies created for typically children, right? But in order to gain access, I know that we start off with Florida Man, but I, I just I, I don't know what to say about Florida Man except like No, 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 it's all right. Okay, cool. Um so 
the thing with with um with Disney World is you have to pay to get in, right? And everything there is completely mediated for you. Like you know all the cultural reference points, and they're all constructed to be like palatable, right? And I think like it kind of works like um like this a kind of like weird um I don't know like it's it's an interesting kind of like way to describe America, right? Because it's like you get better access if you pay more money, right? Like you can go to Disney World more often. Um, if you've accessed all the media, then you understand all the references where it's like, if you take a, a person who's never been to Disney to Disney World, right? They're not going to get anything. They're not going to enjoy it. The same thing in the States, right? Where it's like, if you aren't, um, if you don't have a particular kind of access to certain things, most of it isn't going to make sense. Like I remember like when I was applying to college, like not knowing what a FAFSA form was. Whereas like I'll meet people here in Cambridge who have been like, working to get to Cambridge in particular since they were like 14 right with like mentors telling them how to like select certain like AP classes and joining which clubs and stuff right so it's like and like the reason they were able to do that is because of a means of access and funds so like feasibly that kind of narrative of um Disney is almost similar to like the American dream of social mobility or like um I don't know that I'm making the right point. I, I kind of feel like we should, I'm going to stop right there. Cause I'm not sure that I like, I'm getting anywhere. I don't know. Like I have like, I don't try to be even more real with y'all editors note though. Um, I feel like America is almost like, it's kind of like rodeo, right? Like there's spectacles going on in front of us all the time. But at the same time, like behind the scenes, it's all based on like money and construction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird how that's happening. And we like, Sometimes we get so distracted by the spectacle, right? The Disney, that we forget that there's like a whole machinery behind it um, that's making the narrative more easy for us to digest and ignore. It's almost like a Plato's Cave, right? Where it's like we're mm-hmm. focused on like the shadows and stuff. Um, and we don't realize that like that we're literally like in a cave constructed by finance and bureaucracy. Um, and I, I think part of the issue is that like those that are affected by these shadows the most people who are disenfranchised, people who are treated as marginal, um, are treated as like not, either not tapped into reality or being overly sensitive to like a reality that other people they just kind of assume is normal. When it's not normal, this spectacle isn't normal. This kind of like ridiculous nature of like not even having healthcare when you need it the most, that, that's not normal. That's ridiculous and unjust, right? Um, but we're told that it's okay. We're told that it's normal. Um, and I just like, I think that kind of ties into like, um, how we understand like, I like just cultural identities too, where like, we just assume like, oh no, like the Confederate flag, that's normal. When, as you clearly pointed out earlier, like that's not even, that's not, not even a Georgian flag. It's not even a Connecticut flag. It's Tennessee in a particular battalion. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I'm, I honestly got kind of lost um, a while back, but... Me too. <laughs> That's all right. We're just continuing on this journey. Okay. Well, you want to know, as we were talking about, you know, the Florida man um, mm-hmm. in the last thing, it's actually funny, though, even though I, I know our state is not made up of just, you know, Florida man and all the crazy things that happen here, but every time I think about it, one of the teachers at my school was like on, he was like one of the Florida men. Oh, wow. <laughs> it just, 
it, it does. It makes me chuckle. So your teacher was a Florida man. Yeah, yeah. He he was he he made it on like all like the big headlines. Like ESPN was talking about it. He got really drunk, mooned mm-hmm. mooned uh mooned somebody and licked their front door. He thought it was his best friend, but it was a random person. But he was wow. so drunk he couldn't tell. Florida man moons moons someone and licks their door. Damn that! I think that should just be like the the episode. Like that. That yeah. like, That's it. Like screw white supremacy. Screw um, racism. Florida man gets drunk, moons someone, and licks front door. That that's America. That is. Yeah. That is. That's. Yeah. That's unique to us. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing, but it is. Yeah. You know, a lot of people aren't out there mooning people in in other other nations. Mm. Yeah. But you know, is that a good thing? Are we proud of Florida for this? For having, or are we proud of the external media for representing Florida predominantly by this title, Florida man? as though there aren't other things happening in other states. Georgia gets, oh, racist shooting. Florida gets Florida, man. Connecticut gets nothing. A school shooting every yeah. 25 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not proud of um, the media for portraying. Well, not just, that, that's funny, but like other things. Yeah, because it's more serious and it's like, it's just overlooked as you're talking mm-hmm. about. On the, on the other podcast, you know, it's just like, oh, it's just those crazy Floridians. But it's like not calling out the issues where, where they are. Yeah. 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 It's, it's dismissive. And it, it, it's a comfort. It's a, it's a form of comforting for people to say, oh, Florida's so bad. At least we're good. You know, it, it's, it's a way for people to pretend like they're better. It's like whenever we, well, we had to go into Iraq because they were um, hurting their own people. And then we, we neglect to realize that 120 miles south, um, we are doing the same exact thing, except we're not going into other states and hurting other, other nation states and killing uh, largely innocent populations. No, we're killing our own population. Uh, if we can't, we claim to, be care, to care about them and respect their differences, but we can't even respect the differences at home. Yeah. Hmm. You know, we're supposed to see the the diversity and understand that it is representative of what we are as um, being sentient beings on this planet. However, um, we use it to dichotomize ourselves, uh, a false dichotomy nonetheless. And we create dilemmas from it in order to stifle our economy, um, create uh, reasons for for political action, uh, market it, and then we profit from it ultimately. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's probably going to get me shot, but, you know. Oh, God. I hope not. It's all right. Yeah. Alejandro, you know how you were talking earlier, we are talking about the movies and, like, how they portray Florida? Yeah. Yeah. Um, have y'all seen Because of Winn-Dixie? Um, no. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I'm really familiar, though. How have you guys not seen that movie? 
because uh, I don't live in Florida. I think that no, that, that, that rings a bell. Everybody, it's a it's an older movie, probably mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in the early two thousands. Anywho, I just think it's funny because it's like um, that whole like you know in this movie and how they're like portraying Florida. It's like they're supposed to be in this small town that has a Winn-Dixie, and um, the girl names her dog Winn-Dixie, but it's like everything there is so small. Her name's like Indian Opal, and <laughs> they, mm. her dad's an old southern preacher in like this small Florida town. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was funny, like the differences, you know, it's like the, in, in the movies that you're talking about, it's like this great lavish life, like selling, you know, these nice Cuban cigars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's interesting. Because um, yeah. now we can definitely this media representation of Florida. Um, if if I ever have the opportunity to watch um, this film about Winn Dixie, which I assume is a store as well. Yeah, it's a Florida grocery store. Okay, okay. So like the Piggly Wiggly, or was that offensive? No, it, it's it's like a public. Okay. I think I think that yeah, that's that's the real question, right? Which is better, when Dixie or Public? Oh, mm. Public's all the way. Well, I think there's a. I definitely was in a two-story Publix, if I'm not mistaken, in in New York. Maybe it was a Kroger. They're both green. It's, it's not Publix. What? Publix, Publix is only in the South. Okay, it was it was Kroger. <laughs> what 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 makes the Southern state Publix? Yeah, dude. I asked that on on my Instagram, and that's what my sister said. She was really? immediately public. That's interesting. Mm. That shows how, like, I mean, uh huh. Yeah. Wait, no, you go ahead. No, no, no. What are you gonna say? Oh no, it's just it's it's just funny. That, well, not everybody you know in the South can experience Publix um, because mm. it it is a Florida store, and it's like it, yeah, it's in Georgia, and maybe like. Alabama or something like a few a few places but it's like the best and like I was telling Asteris earlier it's like you know people say that they love public so much and like their sweet tea and their fried chicken but it's like mm. yeah that's a Florida store <laughs> yeah mm. no it's, it's it's interesting how we can like clearly define um, a cultural region not just geographic through something based in businesses, right? So, like, Publix itself as, like, a business entity is one of the ways. Like, even, like, Chick-fil-A, right? Or, like, um, what else is it really like? Like, Waffle House, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm pulling up a map right now of Waffle House. And, like, locations. I, I was talking to him about that earlier. Right? I literally was telling Asterix about that. Yeah, like, I don't it's go to like, Waffle House. As soon as you get, like, if you look at, like, the map, it says, like, it's, like, heavy in, like, Georgia. Obviously, I think it was founded in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then as you, like, move, like, say, into, like, Florida, it's heavy in North Florida. But as soon as you get to South Florida, Waffle House drops off. Yeah, if only that were true of, If only that were true of um, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A's everywhere now. Yeah, it's a yeah. problem. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting how that works, right? And it kind of shows how the culture of America has always been tied to economics and businesses and capitalism, really, like consumerism, too. Yeah. Um, maybe not early in, like, rather, let me rephrase that. 
in its early inceptions, it was based on like agricultural practices rooted in um, like gaining capital. And then later mm -hmm. on, like with the development of capitalism as idea, there it's where like it formally began. But it's interesting. Like I think too, like I remember a friend of mine from high school would talk to me about like this, like kind of like weird, um, like kind of like grocery store or like convenience store called Wawa, which is like up in the north. Ooh, I love Wawa. Right? Oh. And it's like, it's, it's interesting how like, like there's, I, I see now like on the Wikipedia page, like there is Wawa's in Florida. And like, I remember like they opened one in Miami really recently, but they're mainly in like from Virginia up. Northern states. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, we see how like, uh, even like um, businesses can define geographical regions because of like a geographic mm -hmm. monopoly. So like oh, think yeah. about like, oh, yeah. right? Like even like in Young Harris, like the- yeah, Mm -hmm. I I fully agree. They like because people were like, um, at at Young Harris, they're like, can we get a Chipotle or can we can we get like something? I was like, listen, because there's some like vegetarians, vegans there. I was like, listen, something that will highly likely never come here. Veggie Grill, which is the West, which is like a vegan restaurant, never coming to Towns County unless something radically changes. Chipotle, no way. Only students can um will likely shop at chipotle right um mm. pf chang's th there's one restaurant near our school and uh we, we won't mention the name but but um no not pf chang's but asian yeah one asian restaurant near near our school and it might not be everyone's cup of tea but because the locals eat there and they go like this is some good asian food and it's like well this isn't actually what's eaten at at the home but sure we can yeah. we can work with this so like because there's already like uh, a mexican restaurant chipotle right is the best option for everybody um maybe not those local businesses but they they will never open up one because there's mm -hmm. this um collectivist it thought of we have to keep these businesses alive um, mm -hmm. And it, they won't work as soon as we leave. As soon as, well, not we. We've been out for a while. But as soon as the students leave, uh, then the business has to be able to survive. And since none of the locals will go to it, the business will close. Yeah, it's like that. 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 Yeah, I've thought about that a lot because it's like so many restaurants that like we wish we could have up there. And I've always said that. Yeah, if those businesses wouldn't thrive as soon as the students leave because the local mindset, they're just going to eat at these like traditional like mom and pop shops that they've been eating at for their whole lives and their grandparents ate at, you know? Well, I don't know. Like, I think, I, I think in some ways I agree, right? Because I think of like the Southern Grill in Young Harris. Like that's a mom and pop shop. That's like a cultural kind of thing particular to our area but I do think that there's something to be said about like which like large businesses have sway in different regions of America because like like remember yeah. and like so I think a good example is the opening of Longhorn Steakhouse and Popeye's our general area yeah um mm -hmm. like I remember when there was talk about Popeye's it was during the time when people were talking about the chicken sandwiches and like comparing them to like, um, I think it was like Chick-fil-A's, right? And I remember like when uh, I would like, people would talk to me about it because like it was like when there's like something happening in like town town or like 
it's nothing because there's nothing else happening. There's so much like, like implicitly racist discourse about Popeyes itself and like who goes to eat there and like how much they prefer Chick-fil-A because it's a good Christian one, right? So it's like mm -hmm. yeah. that kind of appropriation, not only of cuisine, but also religious identity and also like geographic identity and like economic identity that goes into it. Whereas like Longhorn Steakhouse, it's like, oh, wow, Longhorn Steakhouse, that's great. Where it's like both Popeyes and Longhorn were never there to begin with. But people immediately gravitate to Longhorns because mm -hmm. of like the cultural, economic um, and demographic implications up around it. So it's, yeah, yeah. so I think like, like I completely agree, like you have a valid point where it's like people in a particular region are going to gravitate if they're like inculcated to that, they're going to stick to it. But I think too, like even the things that they understand to be akin to that identity are things they're going to be gravitating towards. Where it's like if a, like I, there, there's already a KFC like in Union County, so it doesn't count. But like if there was one yeah. open, people would be like, oh, KFC is fantastic. If we don't want it we can get KFC because they're at least somewhat closer to the Whereas Popeye's into the picture. Mm -hmm. And because that's something they see as like less than theirs, they're going to be like, no, that's how they're, you know, like it's interesting how like uh, it's not just about like time, but also space and people. It's really weird how that plays mm -hmm. to like in, in a lot of ways, white supremacy and racism and um, people's like own like comfort. Um, yeah. I think it can be so with other, like, I don't mean to be, like, specifically about, like, um, like, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, right? Like, it could also be said about, like, say, like, I don't know, Cubans, right? Or, like, this would be, like, easy, right? So it's, like, if someone told me that, like, a Taco Bell, right, was going to be opening in Hiawatha, I would not give, like, two cares in the world, right? Because it's not even my cuisine. Whereas if someone said, mm -hmm. oh, God, it's going to be coming up. You already know I'm going to be there waiting for my Yukon fight because it's very close to home. It's something they've been craving for. Oh, yeah. So, it, and like, Puerto Rico is a big business. It's a big business. But it at least is like relevant to like my cultural and culinary taste. Um, so, mm -hmm. it's just really weird how that plays out um, and shows like how closely capitalism and consumerism are tied to like um, notions of whiteness and identity and American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> I feel like this, this sounds like, like if I was like, was saying something what was faded the whole time, so you're just like, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just joking. No. <laughs> it, and Asterix, I think it's funny how you're talking about like the vegan restaurant. You know, it's like, you know, that would like never be up at you like young hair. Like I like to think. Like that. I like to but, think, but yeah. It's even funny because when you go into like Ingles, like people would always ask about like, they'd be like really surprised if we had like one thing, but it's not like we had like a huge section for nope, like. No, but it's surprising. Um, because... any... Yeah, what were you saying? It's it, like we, we rarely, like I work at Ingles, but mm -hmm. we rarely had anything that was like, um, I guess, like, for, like, vegans. Yeah. Um, like, or there, if there were things, they were, like, just, like, small things. There wasn't much of a, a variety. Very true. Mm. Yeah. You had, like, the 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 um, milk alternatives. You had tofu, and you had the bagged 
meat synthetics that were always overpriced unless you live in California. So nobody's buying those, hopefully. Um, maybe a few young young upstart vegans um, who got the guac that I don't have. But I typically just looked. You had um, some nutritional yeast. You had some glutinous uh, flour. And then you had some tofu. We were good, you know, because I, I made all my food. But a lot of young people go like, they don't have any vegan options. I was like, ah, they got a whole produce section. It's just you got to learn how to cook. Yeah. Which is why the yeah. convenience of having a vegan restaurant would be nice. But for me, it, it does absolutely nothing. Because I've had to cook for myself for uh, over a decade. So, Tell me how you really feel. You know, it, it does. You know, I, I don't like, you know, partly we're in defense of humanity here. So, you know, I'm not trying to come for anyone. But whenever people tell me there's nothing to eat here, I'm like, come on now. Cook. Just like your mom. You know, you know, oh, can we go and get something to eat? There's food in the fridge. You open it. There's like a, a half eaten onion. You got some you got some milk. You got a tomato in there. Make something. You got some rice in the pantry. Cook something up. Whip up some fried rice. I don't know. Do something. Mm. I love how like, nobody's mind. You can tell like this is like a genuine conversation when like we've gone from like what about Florida to like cook yourself something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that also ties into Florida, right? Mm. Floridians do, do fry, <laughs> fry. North Northern Floridians do fry um, a lot of their food. You know, instead of fried chicken, you got the fried alligator. You know, oh, we, we go down. Gator tail. Yeah, yeah. We go down to the swamp, you know, near the Okefenokee, and we still talk like this. So, you know, it's it's all Florida. You know, it's it's basically like Georgia is Florida. We're not basically Georgian. Georgians are basically us, okay? Damn. And then, you know, we fry it from gator because gator don't taste like chicken. I hate to tell you, honey, chicken tastes like Yeah, gator. it does not. I don't think it tastes like. Chicken <laughs> what does at it all. taste like then? Oh well, it imagine it's a gator. That's the makeup. I don't. I don't really know what to say. It tastes like. I love gator tail. It's. It is very oh, chewy. Oh, oh wow! You have you had it? Oh, never yeah. actually. <laughs> what? How have you never had a gator tail? That's so <laughs> we lived huh? in Miami. We'd like. We'd hear about like other Floridian stuff and just be like those weird ass Floridians. You know what I mean? Because, like, oh my Miamians God. identify basically as, like, I mean, like, we, like, Miami for us is just, like, Latin America, but in America. Yeah. Well, um, Gator Tail, next time, if you're in North Florida, go to a seafood restaurant and get some Gator Tail. So good. Mm. With some sauce. Mm. What kind of sauce do you recommend? A1. Um, I mean, whatever, I guess, sauce that they have. I mean, they normally serve it with like red sauce. Okay. It it just. What is red it, sauce? It's just whatever, or like some sort of red sauce, I guess. Like some, I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, just whatever. If you go to a restaurant and then they give it to you, I don't ask what kind of sauce. I just dip, dip and eat. Something. But uh, it's so it's so yummy and. Hmm. Yeah. Or like, you know, fried pickles. Oh uh, yeah. Before we continue this, uh, in the in defense of humanity, does not condone the consumption 
of any flesh of any other sentient species. The views and opinions of the co-hosts at this time are their own and do not reflect the opinions of Suga sect or indifference humanity as a whole. Ladies, <laughs> <laughs> whole legal disclaimer, and we're like, man, I could go for some gator tail. <laughs> yeah, it. I, I love it. Mm. Um, but see, that is, that's see that shows the difference between the North Florida, South Florida, like. We live in the same state, but it's really yeah. Mm-hmm. Not because, like, I remember like hearing, like, I've never like lived in North Florida, but I remember people would tell me stories about North Florida and like gators crossing the road and stuff and whatever. I remember that happened once in Miami, like in my lifetime. But for the most part, it was iguanas. Like iguanas mm-hmm. feature heavily, like in my memory about being oh, yeah. Miami <laughs> and like seeing them just pop out of nowhere. As well, like green parakeets that would just fly around. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that, that single gang of, like, green parakeets that would just fly into the Winn-Dixie parking lot, of all things. Um, yeah, I'm very familiar with the parrots. Winn-Dixie? Mm-hmm, because of Winn-Dixie. <laughs> Y'all seriously need to see the movie. I, I remember when it came out, and I was really disappointed it wasn't about Winn-Dixie. Because, like, as a kid, like, I've had a lot of changes in my preferences for supermarkets like when i was growing up i really loved when dixie because of like um i don't know i, I think it's just like when you entered like they immediately had slices of ham particularly mortadella and grapes so i was like i would just like walk in and be satisfied whereas like as i got older i realized that public is just like objectively better because of like the things it provides um but we don't live near public at least in georgia so it's a bit disappointing um, but yeah. yeah, I miss the sandwiches. Those are good. They actually, like, I thought it was overhyped until Republic. I had them. Yeah, they fly. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do see, see some Winn-Dixie's, there's a Winn-Dixie by my house, which, uh, the headquarters of Winn-Dixie's in Jacksonville, so this might be why, but it's like this super nice Winn-Dixie, like, it's gigantic. It looked like a luxury. Wow. Car. Like, when mm-hmm. I went in, I was like, what the world? And then my Winn-Dixie was, like, kind of gross. But <laughs> that would that Winn-Dixie was, like, supreme. Yeah. Mm, Winn-Dixie. We should make a film called Piggly Wiggly. And there's a, um, but there's what a, is Piggly that? Wiggly. But there's, like, a baby wolf. It's it's old. Oh, it's nasty a, grocery store. Yeah, yeah. They don't really have a lot. I haven't seen a Piggly Wiggly, and then one opened near my house. Like I thought they were all frozen, <laughs> and one opened like 15 minutes from my house. Um, obviously they don't have tofu, so I have no reason to go there. <laughs> and they have like no, some weird no. glutinous rice. It's not even glutinous rice on purpose. They have some weird starchy rice that's impossible to wash. Um, so yeah, I don't choose to go there, but small small piggly wiggly you know you can buy you it's basically like you buy the the name so you can you like pay the super company or whatever the franchise fee and you can put piggly wiggly on your store i would pay to not put piggly wiggly on my store yeah but it's it's interesting but bell i think there's another southern grocery store called bells bell and uh, they're pretty similar to Win Dixie, not as big, but they have a lot of things. Okay. And then you have Bilo, Save a Lot. Right. And... Harvey's. Wait, wait, Harvey's? What? Yeah, Harvey's. I've never heard of what that is. 
that was a it, that that grocery store. We used to have one here, and um, but I think it might be a uh, yeah. See, it's it's headquarters okay. are in Georgia. I just looked it up, but it's in it's in like it's in Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, but it's like a small small grocery store. Yeah, I think they might have gone under with uh, Winn Dixie now. Like they're under mm-hmm. that. I see here, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Harris Teeter. Yeah. You got Harris Teeter starting in, I think, North Carolina, which goes up to, like, Virginia. I didn't know about that until I went to Charlotte. Mm. Um, That's interesting. And you got Kroger and then Smith's, which is Kroger in the southwest. They bought Smith's. You got Aldi, which is not really small, but that's owned by Aldi Nord and Aldi Sued. So you have Aldi and you have Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's was purchased because we have a law preventing a giant company from moving in and establishing America. So the two companies separated, and one of them, I think it was Aldi South, bought um, Trader Joe's. So now we do have a super company, Trader Joe's and Aldi, but because they have separate names, the government technically Trader. doesn't worry about them. Trader Joe's Aldi, awesome. I will say. I know you just like explained like the terrors of like large businesses, but damn, does Aldi snap like? Hey, Aldi has very few vegan options in the few stores I've been, unless I go like close. You to say that, bed. but they have vegetables, which yeah. aren't very good. They have vegetables aren't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can, you can cook. By that logic, uh, nah. I was gonna say Piggly Wiggly, but Piggly Wiggly has orange soda. Oh. <laughs> okay. There are very few fresh vegetables in, in a Piggly Wiggly. Well, yeah. The one I went to, I larger Piggly Wigglies, maybe. I'm not trying to get sued. I don't think that there are any large Piggly Wigglies. I'm not coming for Piggly Wiggly. Once again, in defense of humanity, the views of the host, including Osteris Miller, are their own opinions and do not reflect in defense of humanity or suicide as a whole. If you would like to pursue any legal um, prosecution against these hosts, Please do so in your own time under your own accord. Do not contact Sugasek at any of the contacts. I'm so scared. Am I going to be dragged to court off street? <laughs> I yeah, you. right. Sorry, Piggly Wiggly. Well, um, my friends, um, I hate to, you know, dash out, but but I actually, I, I have something I have to go out and do. Oh, she has to go to no the worries. Place. I feel like this is like the conclusion of the yeah, conversation, the putting off with, like, America yeah, and racism absolutely. to Piggly Wiggly and all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for certain. Well, I'd like to thank both of you for joining mm-hmm. us on this um, second part of Florida Man to Return of the King uh, Cuban. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I hope you guys can join us again. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Of course.